0: You are listening to As a Woman, episode 38, Imposter Syndrome. In this episode, I'm talking all about what it means to have imposter syndrome. Why do you feel like an imposter? You have all the skills that you need. You have everything you need to, to believe in yourself. But why do we let our own feelings hold us back? Learn more in this episode. we are talking all about imposter syndrome. I get asked this question all the time. Have you ever felt imposter syndrome, or I'm sure you've never felt this way, but I do, or how do you deal with these feelings? So let's start at the beginning. What is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Imposters will suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that overrides any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. Okay, I don't know about you, but that resonates with me. So the short answer to the question of have I ever suffered from imposter syndrome is yes, girl, of course I have. So bad that it held me back for quite a while. A good example is I really loved REI. I always loved this field. I found hormones. Fascinating. I love putting the body together as a puzzle. Love infertility. Love IVF. You guys know all of that. There was a time where I felt like I wasn't smart enough to match into an REI fellowship because it's super competitive. And I just let that override things. Oh, I shouldn't even try for this because there's no way I can do it. Everybody else is better, smarter, done more research, all those things. I didn't even want to admit it. I didn't even want to try and then fail. I felt like there was no way I could be good enough to do that. Somehow I'd skated through med school and all of that stuff. And these feelings of inadequacy really shine through when you talk to other people, even if you don't realize it. And I'm sitting here from a place now that I could never have dreamed of. I'm recording a podcast in my closet, on my bulletin board in front of me right now is the... Best Fertility Specialist in Austin Award that I just won. I mean, this is insane. Why did I feel like an imposter when there was no evidence to speak of that? These feelings were so intense through medical school, on clinical rotations, and at the start of residency, that it would make me doubt myself. I'll just use simple examples. You're on rounds, and you, you study for your patients because you know about your patients. The attending asks you a question. And you doubt yourself. You're so afraid of getting it wrong that you sit there paralyzed. And I've talked about that before in the problem with perfection. But you're, just, you're internally doubting yourself. Your attending's not doubting you. They weren't doubting me. But I was doubting myself. And then you make it worse for yourself because you don't answer. You sit there paralyzed, playing this little war in your brain. Oh, I think it's this. You don't know anything. You're not good enough to be here. Oh, maybe it's this. And you say nothing. And then you do look like you don't know what's going on, fueling your own imposter syndrome. And it took me a while in my career, too, to come to this place where I can sit in front of you and you can throw whatever shade you want at me. You can tell me this other doctor called me cuckoo, or this person said plants are no good for you, or that I'm too young to know what I'm talking about. I just say thank you. Lots of sunscreen and a hat always because I'm not really that young. But regardless, that doesn't bother me anymore. I I know what I'm talking about. I'm smart enough. I'm an expert in my field. I'm double board certified. I spend my free time in my closet recording content. I know my stuff. I'm no longer an imposter. But guys, it really shakes you to your core when it happens. And it happened to me for a really long time. And I think there's some really fascinating things we should talk about. One is that imposter syndrome impacts women much more frequently than men. I actually think that men fuel imposter syndrome in women sometimes and use it as an advantage to be more dominant than they are. Not all men, of course. However, I feel like how a man treats a woman in the workplace sometimes is very paternalistic, and that is diminishing the woman's role, making her feel like her own imposter even in the place where she works. Of course, women can do this to other women too. So, anybody can do this to you. And what happens is when somebody else doubts us publicly or puts us down or makes snide or catty remarks, it stings you. Somebody's going to go say, You're selfish or narcissistic or you don't know what you're talking about or you're too young or what do you know anyway? Whatever they say, that's going to sting and it leaves a little mark. And that little mark is you inside. Internalizing it because you don't want to be perceived that way. And you hear the same thing enough, it starts to break your own confidence down and you don't have anything to believe in. And did you know that 66% of all women have reported struggling with imposter syndrome at some time? 66%, that's huge. I think that this is largely because of one external pressure we put on ourselves to be perfect. Two, how we often let what other people say about us really impacts us. It matters. And three, for working moms out there, the constant struggle between work and home, sometimes you're doing neither of them perfectly. So you're left feeling like an imposter in both scenarios. And that leaves you really emotionally exhausted and with nothing to stand on. Let's use one of my favorite examples, coming back from maternity leave. This is where society has put so much pressure on us as women that there is really no winning. I mean, seriously, I'm supposed to come back from work. I have a six-week-old baby leaving in daycare for the first time. I'm trying to pump. haven't slept in weeks. My body's changing. I'm very hormonal. And I'm supposed to be perfectly on, look amazing, be 100% with my patients, not need time to pump, and act like I'm perfect and like this huge life shift didn't happen. That's a societal pressure when women come back from having a baby. It's not, hey, I'm gonna let you lean into being a mom right now because that's your number one focus and priority. No, guys, you know what it is? It's being up all night with the baby, going to work, operating all day long, falling asleep at your desk in between patients, trying to pump in the car. I mean, that's the reality of what our current society puts on women who come back from having babies. It is a recipe for failure. How are you going to feel anything but an imposter at work? You are faking it like you're the perfect doctor when you're struggling at home. And when you're home, you're an emotional mess because you're leaving your baby. Of course, there's other times it's not one of the only ones, but I think that's such a good example that this constant Juggling and balancing act of high expectations from everybody else and from yourself that you need to live up to them. When you constantly don't do it, you're feeling like a fraud. And social media probably makes a lot of this worse. I hope there's sometimes it can make it better. I really feel like I try to give people an insight into my life that I never had when I was younger, when I was a med student or a resident to what life after could look like, and there's so much good in what I have. There's also not every moment is rainbows and sprinkles and butterflies. There have been some really hard times, and even as recently as a year ago, I have sat there feeling like an imposter, and I think that that's really important for young women to hear because maybe you follow me on Instagram and you you see my life and the fun things I do with my family And the pictures I post at work and the fabulous things that are going on, and they're super amazing. And you think, oh, she must not feel this way ever, that something's wrong with me because I'm not having enough confidence in myself. No, girl, I've been there too. So when I was changing jobs, so if you follow me, if this is not your first podcast episode, you know that I switched jobs within the past year and I quit my job before I knew what I was going to do next. Now, if I'm really clear, I stayed in the place of, I'm not happy, but I don't know that I'm good enough to do anything else. And I don't know how to more clearly say that then I had such bad imposter syndrome and I was afraid somebody would find out. Does that make sense? So I sat there stuck in the state of high anxiety, self-doubt, lack of confidence and vulnerability where I felt like I had no choices, I really did. Meanwhile, I felt like I had no power to truly stand up to myself. And as I started to realize, and you guys know this, if you start to realize something's wrong for you, it starts to become more and more wrong for you. Your eyes start to open up as you watch it. And had a moment where I realized I was completely in the wrong environment. So I knew I had to do something, but I really felt paralyzed as to what to do. I doubted myself so much. That I couldn't see anything except the hole that I was in. So I went to go see a therapist and talked through really honestly a bunch of the place I was in. And she said really clearly, well, you have to quit that job. It's so obvious. And I sat there knowing that she was going to say that. I could tell. But I said back, I don't, I don't know that I can. What will I do? And she sat there And was like, what do you mean, what can you do? Like, why are you doubting yourself? Why are you letting yourself feel like such an imposter in your own career that this is your only choice? You have so many choices. You're brilliant. You're smart. Look at all you've accomplished. Look at this platform you've built. Look at the people who look up to you. Look at the women you've helped become moms. She said, this is insanity. The imposter syndrome stops here. So you know what I did? I cried. I mean, that's what you do, right? When I'm not even a crier, you guys, but I cried because I was so overwhelmed and she was so right. I was the biggest barrier to my whole future. It was me. It was nobody else. It was me. I was not believing in myself. I was ruling out opportunities because I didn't believe in them. Not because I couldn't do them, but because I let the internal narrative win the fight. When I heard these negative thoughts inside my own head saying, oh, you can't do this. Oh, nobody will want you. Oh, you're not as good as everybody thinks you are. Oh, what are you trying to accomplish here? I leaned in to those. And I let that voice inside my head be so powerful that I didn't see anything else as opportunity. And it really took somebody else saying, hey, this is so dumb. There is no reason for this. And that is what we do to ourselves, you guys. We stay in the place where we are our number one barrier to any success in the future. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. Thank you, Quince. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, I'm so excited the summer is around the corner I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan. It's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash A-A-W and click Get Started. Then use the code A-A-W at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They're essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual multivitamin every day Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash AAW. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash AAW for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. Do you know how long I wanted to start a podcast before I did? Bet you can guess. It was a while, right? What are your first thoughts? I want to start a podcast. I want to educate women. I want to have a different medium to connect with people so they can listen into what they want to. Oh, nobody will listen to a podcast. Oh, you can't do it. Your voice sounds funny on the microphone. How would you even record it? You can't figure out how to edit it. Blah, blah, blah. That's really all I told myself for over six months until I realized I was wasting so much of my own time. So please, please, please stop it. Stop wasting your own time. Stop being the biggest barrier to your own success. Stop spending your effort and energy on things that do not serve you. It does you no good to sit here and say that you're not good enough, smart enough, rich enough, old enough, young enough, whatever. Who cares? I'm stripping it down right here. The problem with imposter syndrome It's largely society, but who is the only person who can fix imposter syndrome for you? It's you. It is you. We can change society by making a little progress at a time, by joining together, by telling other women how amazing they are, by lifting them up, by giving them opportunity, by not standing on the top of the mountain and say, Girl, I climbed up here and battled all the misogyny and paternalism, so you got to do it too. It's saying, no way. I'm lifting you up. There is space up here for you too. But you can't get to the top of the mountain if you don't even start climbing. If you sit at the bottom and you say, I can't do it. I'm not strong enough, good enough, smart enough. I'm not even going to try. That is where you are the problem. You have to try. You have to put one foot in the water and just start swimming. What do I tell everybody who wants to record a podcast? Buy a microphone, start recording. Because you have it in you. We let these fears and these external barriers that we put on ourselves, our own doubts, be what holds us back. I've kind of gotten to this place in my life where instead of saying, I can't, I say, why not? Why not me? If somebody's going to do it, Why not me? Why can't I do it? What really is preventing me from being able to be that person or to do it? To win that award, to host the podcast, be on the show, write the book. Why not me? That's subtle, right? I can't. Why not? Shift, shift your mindset. I mean, I can't do everything. So sometimes my answer is, well, you don't have time for that, Nat. So that's why not? That's a real reason. Or maybe it's, you know, That's not where your passion is, so that's why not. That's not a good use of my time. But sometimes the answer is, yeah, right, why not? Why should that not be you? Why do you think you aren't good enough to do that or to be that person? Literally, there is no more I can't, and there's really just why not. And then I evaluate the why not really critically. And I'm honest about it. I really can't do everything, and nothing happens without hard work. So just answering the question, why not me, doesn't mean like, poof, girl, you wrote a book. It means, okay, if that's going to be me, how am I going to make it happen? How am I going to quit this job, find a new one? What do I need? Who do I talk to? How am I going to write this book? What is it about? How do I find an agent? What happens next? When am I going to write it? Okay, so hard work. You need a plan. But if you ask yourself, why not? The answer's not, Because I can't, because I'm not smart enough, because I'm not good enough. That's not an appropriate answer. And where on earth do we learn this behavior? I really don't see it as much in men. Imposter syndrome by itself. Most people originally thought this was something that only impacted women. It can also impact men, but it's such a lower prevalence. So, this is something that happens to women over time. We are not born this way. We are not born with feelings of inadequacy. I know this because I have a daughter. This is what being a parent is so fascinating. You get to rewatch your childhood through a completely different lens. And I'll say that my parents were always amazing. They always made me think I could do whatever I wanted to, even if it was insane. They were like, yeah, that's a good idea. What do you need? You want to be a dancer? Okay, Let's put some mirrors in the garage and roll out a carpet for you. They just got on board with whatever I wanted. And when I look at my daughter, who views the world, she can become anything. She can do anything. It is the world that teaches her that she can't. So she came home from preschool one day and told me, girls can't be president. I was like, what? Of course they can. And she said, no, no, we learned about presidents, and they're all boys. That must mean a girl can't become one, otherwise we'd have a girl one by now. Nobody told her girls can't be president, but she used her eyes to see what the world was showing her. No girl has been a president. And took that and said, it must not be possible. Her little confidence went a takedown. Suddenly, she's now aware in the world that there are things boys can do that girls cannot. And I promise that doesn't come from us. I see her with so much confidence and belief in herself, and I swear, as a parent, trying to figure out how to lean into that, how to let her experience as much as the world as possible and not lose that sense of, I can do it if I work hard enough and I believe in myself. That's really what it requires, right? You believe in yourself and you work hard. Yes, you need a plan, support people help, Time helps, but you got to believe in yourself or it's not going to happen. Because the truth is that people can see. People can feel when you're not confident. And then they reflect it back to you. And then it grows like a virus. When you interview for a job, I'm always asked about interview questions and how to ace the interview. And I'll probably do a whole episode on that. But my current best advice is to be yourself honest, true, and have confidence. Because if you don't believe in you, how are you expecting somebody you just met to have faith in you and believe in you? Because they can tell. It doesn't mean you have to have it all figured out, but it certainly means that if they can sense that you are not sure about what you're saying, they're going to feel it too, and they're not going to be sure. If you don't believe in yourself, who will? Okay, so maybe you have imposter syndrome or you have had these feelings in the past where you feel fraudulent, not good enough, not the right person, or unsure of your own abilities. How do you break past that? Like, how do you become confident besides just start treating yourself differently? Let's just start at the beginning when you're not alone. If two thirds of all women are feeling this way at some point, then you probably will feel this way. And if it's you right now, that's okay. So realizing that if something that happens to the majority of people is happening to you, you are certainly not alone and nothing is wrong with you. Number two, stop devaluing yourself in the minds of others, even passively or subconsciously. Stop apologizing. We've talked about this before. Stop apologizing in emails. Stop saying, I'm so sorry. Say, thanks for pointing that out. Stop saying, oh, I'm not really sure if I'm the right person. Or, oh, do you think I can handle that? Well, I didn't do that training, so I'm not sure. Whatever, you have an opportunity? That sounds great. Thanks, I would love to. You stop being the one who puts it in other people's minds that you can't do something. Number three, own your accomplishments. I mean that so honestly. For some reason, the world tells women that to be kind, you have to be humble. To be humble, you should not be boastful. And you should not toot your own horn. Mm Mm-mm. Toot your horn. You deserve it. You have worked hard. You passed your boards? Toot your horn. You won an award? Toot your horn. You're the best doctor in the whole state? Man, put it on your website. You let people know. You need to own your own accomplishments first because if you're embarrassed by it, if you think it's going to make you look bad, you're so wrong. You're so wrong. Just throwing it out there that I've never met a man who is afraid to own his own achievements. That I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm actually saying go be more like a man. You earned it. You worked hard for it. You own it, girl. Own your own accomplishments. Be proud of yourself. Other people will be proud of you too. Do not be such a people pleaser that you're afraid of making them uncomfortable by your own success. I am so over that. Number four, confide in somebody. I don't care. It can be me. It can be your husband, your best friend, your teacher, your mentor, your mom, your therapist. I don't care. Confide in somebody. Like I did to my therapist who said, stop it, stop it. Confide in somebody else. See their reaction when you tell them your feelings and realize that you're the one holding this back. Let somebody else support you on this journey. Number five, set some goals. You guys know I love goals. What's your goal? Goal setting, goal setting. Set some goals to that top of the mountain that you can also easily achieve. Maybe you want to start a podcast, so you're going to start by, what's 100 episodes you could have the podcast? Write them all out. What are they? Who would you interview? What's it about? What would you call the show? Start visualizing your own success and set some goals for what do you need to do to get there. And some of them are not hard. You can imagine what your episodes would be like. Start making movement in that direction. And you don't make movement without a plan, and you can't make a plan without goals or knowing where you're going. So set some goals. And number six is find your confidence. This is your one life, guys. Life is so short. If that's what getting older teaches you or watching other people suffer will show you, it's that life is unpredictable and short and transient. And there really is no reason why you can't achieve anything that your mind dreams of or your heart desires without hard work. You can do it. So do not let yourself be the person holding you back. Start to believe in yourself and your own abilities and start asking yourself, why not me? Not I can't, but why not? Change the question. You don't have to do everything and you can't do everything, but that doesn't mean you can't do anything that you can't accomplish great and amazing things and that you can't make your own dreams come true. Guys, I'm going to end this by saying thank you so much for being here and I hope that as women we can work together to recognize when our sisters are suffering from imposter syndrome too. So even if this isn't you in the moment but you see your friend and she's making excuses for herself or undermining her own value, say, hey, why are you doing that? You are awesome and amazing and good. Let me help you. Let me tell you. Let me show you. If you're at the top or you're going to the top, you're doing big things, bring people with you. There is space. There's space. Show them the way. Let's all achieve great and amazing things together. And that's how we really will change society for little girls like my daughter who have big dreams and is starting to learn that the world is telling her otherwise. As always, thank you guys so much. Can't wait to see what you think of this episode. Feel free to share it, review it. Every review and rating means so much to me. Follow me on Instagram if you don't already, at Natalie MD, or visit the blog NatalieCrawfordMD.com. And can't wait to talk to you again.